Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all new, better than ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. You are now listening to The War Report Podcast Network. What is everybody? Welcome back to Codlu Podcast, episode 152 of the Codlu Podcast. I'm Dylan Lark, a very a happier Dylan Lark than usual. Uh, at Ebola Tank on Twitter slash X, and it is without mention that I the first thing I have to talk about on this show before we get into the the nitty gritty awesome Auburn news that's been going on. A lot of great Auburn stuff going around 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 the plains in other athletics, but. Yesterday, huge news break in the world of college football as Nick Saban has announced his retirement from coaching football. And as an Auburn fan myself, and I'm sure a lot of you Auburn fans watching as well, were very ecstatic about the news and still remain will be remaining to do so until they eventually name a coach. Right now, I think the favorite's Dan Lanning. Uh, but I'm holding out hope that Brian Harson or Butch Jones or Billy Napier want to step up and take that job. But I didn't hear no there. Nick Saban has officially announced his retirement, and the future looks very bright for Auburn football. Uh, not just because Saban's retired, just for other reasons as well. Uh, but Saban does open up a lot of possibilities for additions to this to this roster. Uh, now that Saban's been is gone, the players have 30 days to see if they want to test the portal and you know enter it and exit out or transfer elsewhere, which is going to be huge. And a lot of the recruits have already stepped up and kind of said uh, their their thoughts on on the, the retirement because at this point of college football, it's no longer about 
coming to the school for the school. Uh, you'll have some people say they came to the campus and absolutely loved it. I, I love the environment around the school. I love the education. Uh, now it's kind of like I want to play for a coach who's going to do what's best for me, and that's why you see Nick Saban doing so well in the recruiting roles because those players know how great he is. And it's without mention, because I haven't said it already, Nick Saban is the greatest coach of all time. I'll pay. I'll, I'll give him his flowers. Uh, he, he is the greatest coach that has ever – graced the sports uh he's got so many championships and of course you hate him because because he wins but it's without and again it's without mention that nick saban is one of the most if he wasn't coaching in alabama he would be one of the most likable coaches in the country him and miss terry are just a power couple of the southeast and i hope they enjoy their retirement saban immediately way more likable now that he is out of the realm of alabama which did leave Bama fans a little a little on the depressed side as a lot of them were uh, having a seance in front of the Nick Saban statue, leaving oatmeal cream pies, uh, bags of ice, a, a very a, an open red velvet cake, a lot of Coke bottles, and a get well soon um, a balloon, which is very weird for a guy who only just retired. Uh, Auburn fans reacted very reasonably. They went and rolled Tumor's Corner. Uh, and the rest of college football applauds as they were also going buck wild for this news. Uh, but yeah, just to start off the show, I had to bring that up just because talk about it. Uh, it's it's some of the greatest news ever, especially for a program who's on the up and up. Uh, Alabama has a very tough schedule next year. And they're going to be going in it without Nick Saban and probably without a couple of players that they added to this roster. Uh, over the offseason and maybe just on this team in general. So very interesting offseason for both schools in the both SEC schools in the state of Alabama. Uh, and, and it kind of opens up just who exactly they're going. I've heard Dabo Sweeney. I've heard Kirby Smart. I've heard every name under the sun. If you've won, if you've won 10 games in a season before, there's probably a good chance that Alabama considered you for a second. Just trying to find anyone who can continue the legend that is Nick Saban. But yeah, I'll give him his flowers. Greatest coach to ever play, but love that he's gone. Uh, it's without mentioning that. I just love, I love that Nick Saban has announced his retirement. And with that, with Nick Saban retiring, it left some questions in the air on a couple of players who Auburn had been recruiting well before the whole signing day period and whatnot. Uh, one of those players didn't. He reclassified from class 2025 to class 2024, into uh, or is uh, and did not sign with Alabama on National Signing Day because you know he was not. I don't. I don't believe he was old enough, is what I believe uh, to sign that in the, in the early signing period. So he's going to sign in the late signing period. Well, the coach he was committed to retired, and now he is decommitted. And is fully open to come to his school that he's already been crystal balled twice to, which is, and who I'm talking about is one Ryan Williams, a five-star wide receiver out of Saryland. Uh, six foot, 165. This kid is a dog. Uh, he's the number three wide receiver in the class. He's the number two wide receiver in the state of Alabama. And if Auburn were to pull off this uh, signee, they would have the number one rated wide receiver class in college football history since 24-7 started recording 
this these statistics. And it's just wild to think of what everyone already assumed that Ryan Williams was going to come down between Auburn and Alabama. And now that it seems like it's in reach, it's very awesome to see. And, and of course it comes at the dismay of Nick Saban retiring, which I can't say I shed a single tear uh, for him leaving. Uh, again, uh, I have seen this man dismantle the team that I call myself a fan of since 2009. Uh, him leaving and me being happy that he retired is an understatement. Uh, it, it's up there in terms of greatest news I've ever received in my life thus far. Uh, I thank everybody who tweeted it out because I saw seven in a row, which told me it was true. But yeah, Ryan Williams is going to be signing later this month or February, whatever early signing, the next signing period. I think it's first week of February is what I want to say. I think the ninth. Uh, but it'll be huge. It's, it will be huge if he were to stick with his second, or I guess the second option uh, at the time, but Auburn. Uh, if he were, if Auburn were to pick up Ryan Williams again, it'd just be, it'd be outstanding. You took your position, your biggest position of need, and you flipped it in one recruiting class, picking up not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, but six. And I'm counting Dylan Gentry because that kid looks legit based on his highlights. Six quality wide receivers, uh, and and Cam Coleman and Ryan Williams and Perry Thompson and Malcolm Simmons and Bryce Kane and again Dylan Dentry because I have to have to mention him as much as possible. Uh, just turning that room into a position that Auburn can look at and as a into a place of development, a place where you sh- can show your improvement to show that you've you've made changes to a program that. To, uh, to into a fan base that deserves it you turn you uh, now uh, all that's left to do is to either get a quarterback or develop a quarterback uh one of those easier than the other uh but n- now it's time for for Hugh Freeze to really prove himself uh you have Peyton Thorne you have Holden Gardner you have Hank Brown you have Walker White take those guys and develop into a develop them into a into a good quarterback, develop him into someone who can turn this team into an eight-win team, into a nine-win team, into into whatever it can accomplish as a team. Because now you're bringing in six wide receivers. You're bringing in well seven if you count the the or eight if you count the transfers in in and uh, Sam uh, Sam Jackson the fifth and Robert Lewis. You're finding positions of need, and you're you're shifting it. You're turning them into positions to be proud of, and the wide receiver core that's coming in it, it looks legit, and and time will tell how how true the rankings in, in these are because these are just numbers put together by people that spend way more time and and watching these guys than I ever could dream of. Time will tell if this wide receiver room can really turn into something special, but. It's it's hard to ignore that on paper this this is the most special wide receiver group, that, and if you bring in Ryan Williams, because uh, he's already been crystal ball twice, I'm just, I'm gonna speak as if Ryan Williams is going to commit and sign, just kind of manifest it. This would be the most special wide receiver room that anyone's ever seen in college football. Again, it's just you're you're not bringing in just 
the top wide receiver in the state of Alabama. You bring in the second best wide receiver in the state of Alabama. You're bringing in the third best wide receiver in the state of Alabama. You have an opportunity to turn this into a very, very, very bright future for this offense that seemed to be so lost uh, without purpose for what for what was going on. And you're now turning into something that Auburn fans everywhere are over the moon about. And it's just awesome. It's the greatest feeling ever. Now, all that's left to do is maybe get some more depth, maybe. Just get a little bit more depth. That'd be fun. Uh, but also, get some coordinators. I know we have Charles Kelly. Uh, I, I presume I've been hearing that he'll be co-DC alongside Zach Etheridge, but then at that point you have to get a you have to get a secondary coach, uh, and then finally see. I've already heard the rumors and it's been reported by ESPN that Hugh Freeze is going to take over play calling in 2024. Everyone and their mama knew that since Philip Montgomery left out of uh, out of Auburn. Uh, Hugh Freeze is in put up and shut up mode. Uh, he, I, I, I'm not. I'm saying that to say. He doesn't have to live up to high standards in year two, but with the group coming in, it's going to be kind of hard not to raise your expectations of the offense, uh, which I do believe we have ample, uh, the, the Auburn fans have ample reason to do so. You are bringing in more talent than you than you had last year at the wide receiver position. You're adding depth to the tight end position with Rico Walker. You're getting depth in, in some of the offensive linemen you're bringing in. All you have to do is develop a quarterback, and that's the strength of your head coach is to develop quarterbacks at the collegiate level. And you have one guy in Peyton Thorne who has the experience in the SEC now turn him into a good, consistent starter in the SEC. And, of course, if Holden Garner, Hank Brown, and Walker White work out too, sure, why not? Whoever gives this team the better chance to win develop them into someone special and then also develop the guys behind him as well because they're all much younger than Peyton Thorne is. But yeah, get the, just going, just clearing it all up. Ryan Williams uh, decommitting within, I, I want to say a couple hours uh, of saying of the news breaking uh, is just huge, uh, especially for Auburn fans everywhere. And to see if, and, and again, uh, it'll, I don't know when it'll be if when the dam breaks on some of the transfer portal guys. Uh, if any of these guys try to request to to remove their NLI, there's a chance if they hire Dan Lanning that we don't see as much water leak over the dam uh, and rather it break because Dan Lanning is a very good coach uh, and, and a very good team. He's a very good player coach too. Uh, the players love him at Oregon. There's a good chance maybe we don't see the damn break if they do hire someone along those lines. But it's hard for me to believe that a lot of these players wouldn't want to go elsewhere. And I'm not just saying just Auburn, but anywhere really. So and it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a fun couple of di- couple of days uh, for every football fan out there. Uh, and other news for college for Auburn football: Cam Stutz is going to the FBS All-American Tropical Bowl in Orlando, Florida. Uh, so now like another Senior Bowl-type game. Uh, there's a few of those all around the place. So trying to keep up with all of those. Uh, and another news headline, Brian Batee 
has announced that he is returning to the team uh, just a week or so after he entered the transfer portal. He is back on the planes. Uh, I've heard word that it could be something about Auburn not picking up Judkins, so he came back. Uh, it could be anything, uh, really. I, I don't really know what. Uh, I'm not too high on the fact of him uh, of uh, his chances of playing a lot next year outside of the kick returner position, which I would love it if he maybe paid more attention to where he was in the end zone before he started running them all out. But with Jeremiah Cobb coming back for year two, Damari Alston as a true junior, uh, and Jarquez Hunter coming back for his last year, it's hard for me to believe that Brian Batiste goes in goes up any higher than running back four. Uh, Jeremiah Cobb just absolutely shined whenever he was given the opportunity to. Uh, Brian Batiste just had moments where he just didn't look ready for SEC. Uh, and he had a lot of moments in the kick return game where he did not look like he was an All-American at that position. So it would be very interesting to see how he fits back in this offense because uh, I do believe that Jeremiah Cobb is going to fill the role that Brian Batee was supposed to play. This, that's just how good Jeremiah Cobb is. Uh, but, yeah, I, I really don't see Brian Batee being that much of a factor in the offense uh, next year. I know that's not like a huge disparity to say because, again, he never really – amount he surmounted to where we expected him to be coming in as an all-american as all this like awesome kick returner and this playmaker but then again this offense had no identity so if if one does find an identity maybe something will change in that uh but yeah that's pretty much all the football news we have today uh before we get to the basketball because if you've not seen that if you've not watched the basketball game uh, against Texas A&M, you missed out on a fun one. Uh, but before we get into that, I just want to let you know, thank y'all for watching, listening, liking, rating all of uh, wherever you are watching or listening to the show. Uh, if you're in the chat, go ahead and let me know who, write in the comments who you think Alvin was going to hire as their next head coach. Uh, what do you think the chances are that Auburn picks up Ryan Williams? And of course, uh, leave a like. Uh, it helps support the show. Let us know you love to watch it and love what you see. And if you want another way to support the show, we have one for you. It does cost a little bit of money. It costs $25. But it is the Warpore-sponsored Feeling Loopy t-shirt. Only $25 on the Warpore.com. Comes in five different colorways. It's navy, heather navy, black, heather black, and midnight heather gray. It's the most comfortable shirt you are ever going to wear. 100% guaranteed because I love it. My girlfriend loves it. I know Tara loves it. Colin loves his. Everyone who has ever worn the Feeling Loopy shirt has sent raving reviews about how great of a shirt it is. So if you're looking for a shirt for this holiday season, and it's always holiday season, if you want to surprise your significant other with an awesome Valentine's Day gift, because Valentine's Day is only a month away, why not get them their own Feeling Loopy t-shirt? Show the love. Show how you're feeling for them. There you go. Get get them a nice War Report sponsor for the t-shirt. And once you get yours in the mail, you can let us know by using our hashtag. Hashtag feeling loopy. Feeling without the G on any of your social media platforms. Make sure you tag us as well. That way you know we can see it. And once we see it, we'll put it up in the stream yard. And give a nice little shout out on the show to show our love for you showing your love to us. So, and without further ado, getting into basketball 
if you did not bear witness to Auburn's win over Texas A&M on the ninth, which was a, I believe, a Tuesday. There we go. Auburn took down Texas A&M 66-55 to in an awesome and very fun game. Uh, it was not fun for a little bit because it got very close, but Auburn did find a way. And that way was with Jalen Williams, who put up 22 points, eight rebounds, three assists in the game against Texas A&M. He played 35 minutes, and he ran the court for every single second of those minutes. Uh, he only missed two shots from the field. He missed one free throw out of his two. Uh, he was just – he was the best player on the court. No matter where he was, he was the best player on the court. and that was very evident from the start. There was a dunk he had where I swear he was trying to break the rim. He was just, he is, when we see this side of Jalen Williams, when we see what his true potential, it's the best feeling in the world to know that we have this guy on our team. He's been here for five years. He has gotten his hundred, he's gotten a hundred career wins. He's got over a thousand points. He's done all of these great accolades. And to see him play with the confidence he's been playing over the last few weeks is just the best. Uh, he is, uh, again, he's a fan favorite for a reason. Uh, he's a leader. He, he's just consistent. He is just, he, and he was the best player on the court last night. And that's that. I mean, and then to go around, Janai Broom had a very slow start at first, but ended up getting, getting double-digit points with 10. Uh, eight of those points coming from the free throw line, which is wild to think that Janai Broom actually shot 80% from the free throw line. Actually, the team shot 80% from the free throw line as well as Janai Broom. Uh, Janai also had seven rebounds, two assists, also had four count that four blocks from that game against Texas AM. Just a great defensive effort all around, held Texas AM to 55 points, held Wade Taylor who is averaging 18 points a game to only eight points, all eight of those points coming in the second half, and four, half of those points coming from the free throw line. And Auburn just did a great job of shutting that down. Uh, it did start off a little uh, – the the rebounds re, – re, the words are hard. The rebounding was a little bit wonky at times. Uh, Auburn couldn't really get the offensive rebounds to get second-chance points. Uh, scratch that. Couldn't get the offensive rebounds to shut down Texas A&M possessions uh and they were able to shut down shut them down defensively uh it was just an all-around game it doesn't look like the way in the scoreboard uh only six six points auburn didn't really shoot well from the three-point line neither did Texas a&m uh and it's also worth noting a&m did not score a single like point for the last nine minutes and 15 seconds of the game this is an immaculate performance uh, from, from the Auburn Tigers, the number 16 team in the country, who I believe is very, very underrated for what they've done. Uh, if, and if you're un, if you're not aware of why being an unranked six-five loss, then AM team is so important. The last few years, we've seen Buzz Williams in this AM team, and this AM team is very old. So the same AM team. Just find ways to just take down an Auburn team that was always more talented. 
Uh, Auburn it, it lost three games in a row. I, I think the, it was like the disparity was one and one and five for Auburn against AM in the last six matchups. It was two and eight in the last 10. Auburn could not find a way to beat Texas AM. Bruce Pearl could not find a way to scheme around Buzz Williams. And Buzz gave Auburn their flowers, uh, and, as you should whenever you get shut down. Uh, and it's the fair thing to do. And Buzz Williams is a stand-up guy. I, I, I think everyone learned that Buzz Williams is not an unlikable guy. It's just I hate that he beats us. I hate that he beats Auburn. Uh, and and then he turns around. And he says it's the greatest environment he's ever he's ever coached in, which it was. And I salute every Auburn student who who was in attendance for that game because it was just it was evident that the that the crowd was just so involved in that. And the shirts were awesome. If you could send me an unscam like scam looking link to the shirt to buy, that'd be great. Uh, I know a lot of people were sending me scam links in my comment. I asked for. Uh, so if you know how to get one of those Bruce Pearl shirts that's not a scam, that'd be great. J&M, uh, Auburn Bookstore, uh, Tumors, if you're also listening, uh, it wouldn't be a bad idea to just make those shirts. And then I would come to Auburn. I'm coming to Auburn on Friday for the gym meet that I'll talk about in a second. Uh, and I will, without a doubt, buy one of those shirts. So if you want my money, make those Bruce Pearl shirts because they're just awesome. Uh, but yeah, this is a, this is... I don't want to say it's an A plus performance because of uh, of the the scoring just being such a low light, but beating a team by that you struggle with by eleven by double digit points, uh, just completely owning them. I mean, Katie Johnson put up fourteen points. Katie Johnson was the second leading scorer in this team uh, on Tuesday. It was just wild, uh, and then you didn't really get a good performance from Chad Baker Mazzara. Uh, only had two points, but he also filled up his entire box score with blocks and steals and assists and rebounds and fouls. Uh, it, it was just an all-around performance defensively. And it kind of just shows the levels of this team. This team is either going to beat you by 15 or it's going to beat you close, but it's going to shut you down offensively. Uh, and, and that's just a great factor this team has going forward. It's, and luckily, Auburn has a has two. I don't want to say easy, but two lower in the ranks SEC teams, lower in talent SEC teams up next. They play LSU on the thirteenth, which is of course Saturday, and they will be playing LSU. And LSU is currently nine and five. Uh, they've had a pretty favorable. Non-con slate. They beat Texas A&M as well. They beat Vanderbilt, who's Auburn's next opponent. Uh, but looking at LSU, they they have some things that do very well. Uh, they have three players who are putting up double-digit points, and they own they have a good chunk of players who scored who playing double-digit uh, minutes. Uh, and I'm going to count them out out loud: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve players. And the double ten or ten or more points, but you only really have about seven, not seven, excuse me, nine of those who play in the seventeen plus uh, category. Uh, player to look out for is of course Jordan Jordan Wright, who's putting up fifty points a game through fifteen games. 
Uh, you also have Jalen Cook, who's putting up 16 points through five games that he's been playing. Uh, Jalen Cook also throwing up a lot of assists, getting a good amount of rebounds. Uh, it's gonna be a, it's gonna have to be another game where Auburn just kind of shows out, uh, just with their court, their environment that they have, and just playing their brand of basketball the right way. And that's what we've seen this Auburn, from this Auburn team thus far. Uh, I don't think this team has played their best brand of basketball yet because we've not seen this team consistently just like play against SEC yet. We're only three games in. Uh, it'll be interesting to see, especially going uh, before we get into Vanderbilt. Uh, I do think Auburn is going to beat LSU. I think it just comes down to Auburn just playing like Auburn does. Uh, it's going to come down to the, the bench players, Katie Johnson, Chad Baker, Mazzara. Showing off, and I see it every week, show off your depth. Every week we hear Bruce Pearl hype up the the depth of this team. This team goes 10 deep. Prove it every week, every game. Prove that your 10 is better than my than the other team's 10. Uh, and I think Auburn has done a very good job of that thus far. And this game, again, has come down to showing that off. Uh, Chad Baker-Mazzara and Katie Johnson, Dylan Cardwell, have all provided very good performances off the bench. Uh, and of course, it wouldn't hurt for Aiden Holloway to find a shot again. Uh, I know he had two very good uh, three pointers against Texas A&M early on in the game, but after that, just cold streak, zero for four to end it, to end the game, two for six overall. And we've learned that this Auburn team it doesn't need the three point shot to win games. It's just nice. It's a nice commodity to have. So, but I think Auburn's going to win this game. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a blowout of immense proportions. I know that they that uh, LSU has beaten A&M uh, in college station by 15. Uh, I'm going to say Auburn's going to win this game. I'm going to give it – I'm going to give it a – I'll probably do it as I did last time. I'll probably give it a 70 to like – I'm going to go 69 to 59. Give it a nice 10-point win. Uh, just another – I don't want to say a gross performance, but no great defensive performance. I hope I'm on the lower side of uh, of, of the score predictions, just so Auburn can get the, get their offense back uh, back on track uh, from that last performance. Uh, but yeah, uh, and more on that on the Sunday live stream, or we'll be reviewing Auburn performance for LSU as well. Uh, in Auburn women's basketball news, they're going to be they're going to travel to Oxford. Uh, to play Ole Miss today as the show comes out. Sorry, I'm just out of it for today. It is very, it is almost one o'clock in the morning as I am recording this. Uh, Auburn, fresh off of two consecutive losses to SEC opponents. Uh, Ole Miss is one on one after they beat Alabama. Uh, it's going to be a very tough game. Ole Miss is a very good basketball team. Uh, same record that, same overall record that Auburn has. Uh, I think this comes down to the fact that it's not in uh, Neville Arena. Uh, hopefully, Coach Jay gets the team on the right track. I don't think it happens here. I do think it's Ole Miss, uh, just until this team can figure itself out. And I, and I think they'll figure it out eventually. Uh, but I think it's a little too early in the season for you. Yeah, I, I, I'd just say Ole Miss, but not by a large margin. Uh, and then also on Friday, Auburn Gymnastics is having their – First home meet 
of the 2024 season. Uh, they'll be playing number nine, Kentucky, at 7.30 p.m. on Friday. I'll be there. So if you see me, I'm going to be in the standing room with my girlfriend. If you see me, come say hello. Uh, come take pictures, whatever you want to do, talk, talk ball, any of that jazz. Uh, but I, yeah, I will be there. I'll be enjoying it. It's Disney night. Uh, so if anyone wants to snag my girlfriend a pair of the ears, that'd be great. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I don't know how likely it is Auburn wins this meet. I think it comes down to can they consistently perform on the vault and the beam, which the beam was something they struggled with to get in the Mean Girls Super 16 meet that they did, the quad meet versus UCLA, Cal, and Alabama. The, the beam was a very – uh, tough portion of the of, of the meet, uh, and it's what uh, ultimately cost uh, Auburn the win. Uh, the vault looked very good, uh, as opposed to what it was last year. You stay consistent, stay vigilant, and making sure that you can continuously perform well in those aspects of the matches. And then, last bit of news before we get out of here. Uh, in equestrian news, Greg Williams, former coach Greg Williams, has been inducted into the NCEA Hall of Fame inaugural class. And if you didn't know who Greg Williams is, I, I believe he is getting he ha- not believe he's getting he has a star on the Auburn Walk of Fame thing. I don't know exactly what that's called, uh, but he is just he's probably one of the greatest, if not the greatest, college equestrian coach of all time. Uh, he's has several championships in his name, several SEC championships. He's one of the most winningest coaches in in the sports history. He is just an all around great dude, great coach, uh, and a very very deserving member of the Hall of Fame class uh, for the NCEA. Uh, but with that, that's pretty much all I have. Uh, and just just get a nice little round of applause that Nick Saban has retired. Uh, Wishing the best in his retirement, and I'm so glad that he is gone. Uh, but yeah, with that, I'm Dylan Lark, a boy tank on Twitter slash X. You can follow me there at your boy tank at Y A B O Y is the tank. Also, having Instagram as well at Dylan Lark at D Y L E N L E R C K. And of course, you'll be right here in the college elite. Which like, comment, and subscribe, leave your thoughts on the Nick Saban retirement, leave your thoughts on Ryan Williams. Uh, leave your predictions for Auburn LSU and and uh, Auburn women's basketball and Ole Miss. Uh, and of course, if you're tired of seeing, if you're tired of watching us, there you go. If you're tired of watching us, you go listen to us as well. Uh, you have us on Amazon Music, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast as well. And of course, you have us on every single social media as well: Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, the works, all of those at the College Loop. It is very late. It is 12.57 in the morning as I am finishing up. And with all of that being said, this has been the College Loop Podcast. This is Tarzan here. I'll do it for him. Bye, you guys.